When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, yo, yo. How's it going? My name is Corbin Ford. You can follow me at CorbinNBA on Twitter. Let me tell you, I love the National Basketball Association. Everything about it. And NBA Today gives me the opportunity to talk about it with y'all. The ins, the outs. NBA from all angles. From current hot topics to flashbacks from the NBA's past to literally everything in between. And yes, that includes NBA Twitter. NBA Today is the show for the hoop junkies on hoop ball. Check it out. NBA Today with Corbin Ford. I look forward to talking with y'all real soon. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. What's up, everybody? Welcome back and welcome in. Of course, you are listening to the Hoop Ball Lakers podcast. And as always, I'm your main man, Ethan Noroff. Riding solo like Jason Derulo today, and if you get that reference, you probably spend too much time around some not-so-great music. But nonetheless, we are here to say welcome into the second round of the playoffs. And although it may feel like an unofficial welcome, because the Lakers still don't know who their opposition will be at the time this episode was cut, what we do know is that the Lakers have not only made it into the playoffs for the first time in what feels like a lifetime, but also have advanced to the second round after defeating the Portland Trailblazers in five games. Now, we knew that especially after Damian Lillard went down and was ruled out for the rest of the series, we knew the Lakers were going to be on their way to the second round. Of course, you would have preferred a game that was not so tightly contested in certain parts. It felt like one of those games, you know, to be honest, I was sitting here watching the game with my best friend, and he said, you know, I bet you the Lakers will win, but not by that much. And his prediction was dead on because in a game where the Lakers wound up only winning by nine points, you know, you felt like they were probably going to have control of the game most points. There were a few moments here and there where your patience got tested. You weren't quite sure what was going to happen. But overall, you felt like Lakers were going to have this game in hand. The only thing that I'll say from this game, besides obviously the Lakers winning, it's all good. LeBron James and Anthony Davis were spectacular in this game. I mean, spectacular. These two guys combined for 79 points on 37 shots. They hit 8 of 15 threes between them. They made 15 of 17 from the charity stripe. They were excellent. 79 points. And the Lakers still only beat a beat-up Blazers team by 9 points. Now, of course, the series is over, so we don't want to spend too much time on that because it is over and done with. We're on to the second round. And we think the biggest question on everybody's minds right now beyond just the general state of the playoffs and how it's going to shake out, is really who is the better matchup for these Lakers, right? Because obviously we know that the Lakers, on paper anyway, would probably prefer to play the Oklahoma City Thunder. Now, if you go back, I'm going back before the season started for the first time, so before the restart, at the initial start of the season and prior to that, The Thunder were thought of as a team, okay, well, Chris Paul may or may not spend the season there, and they're going to rebuild, and we'll hear from them in a little bit. Well, not only have we heard from them before anyone really thought we would, they're very much a factor in these playoffs and pushing Houston to a place that I don't think that the Rockets or anyone within that organization really expected them to go. That series is tied up at 3-3. 
You got to think for the Lakers, OKC is the better team uh, that they would prefer to play, I should say, on paper because the Rockets have presented some of those matchup challenges and have really proven that their three-point shot is a tough situation for Lakers to defend when they're knocking them down like any other team. But the Lakers really can struggle on the perimeter defensively in terms of rotation, even man-on-man situations uh, on occasion. So I think for the Lakers, the biggest thing is they're going to be huge Thunder fans as we get ready for Game 7 on Wednesday night. And I think the other thing is, you know, they probably look at this objectively and say, hey, we want the easiest possible path to the finals, knowing that the odds-on favorite Clippers will be the ones who they are more likely to to play, right? The Clippers are the odds-on favorite right now, depending upon where you look. Of course, if you're into betting, if you're into that realm, you know we got you covered here on the Hoopball Lakers podcast, and it wouldn't be an episode without me shouting out that my bookie is back, baby. My bookie super easy to use. You bet, you win, they pay. And right now, if you sign up for this using our promo code, HOOPBALL, all capitals, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L. All you got to do is put in your initial deposit and my bookie will match 100% of the deposit. Plus, they'll toss you a free $10 MLB future wager. Now, you might have be looking at the future wager for 2021. You might be looking at a future wager for the postseason. But no matter what, if you put your money into my bookie, they're going to put their money right back into you and you're going to have double the fun to play around with. I know just with my own experience, it's been successful sometimes, not as successful other times. It's usually how it goes. But I'm pleased to say that I'm up after the initial deposit. So it's all like playing with house money until we get back to that initial floor. Mybookie.ag could not be easier to use. Pretty much anything that you want to bet on, they've got. So make sure you check them out. That's mybookie.ag. You don't want to mess around with them. That promo code, HOOPBALL, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L. Just making sure everybody has it. So now as we look back at the Lakers, we spent enough time in sort of recapping the Portland series and going over what went well and the box score there. So we're going to get out of there. We think OKC is the better matchup for a couple reasons here. One is on paper, they just seem to have less talent than the Rockets. Okay. But the other reason is because they seem to play a a style of game that is more comparable to what the Lakers do. And in my opinion, obviously, the Lakers are going to do it better. And I think the biggest thing for the Lakers is they're going to have to get prepared mentally either way because they're going to be a favorite in the second round. They're going to be a favorite moving forward until they play the Clippers and until if and when they get to the finals, depending upon who makes it. I don't know about some of y'all watching this this Eastern Conference uh, semifinals, but I'm sitting here as this as this episode's being taped and we got the Celtics and the Raptors on in the background. And man, I'm smelling a Celtics heat Eastern Conference finals. And wouldn't that be something? So just a quick little side note there. I think if you're the Lakers, you look at the Thunder lineup and you say, okay, Chris Paul is going to be a problem because he's always a problem, but, you know, we could probably contain him in the right situations. We have the length and we have the resources. Maybe even LeBron spent some time on him. You got SGA who's long and lanky. He could be chased around by KCP or Danny Green. You've got Steven Adams inside. Obviously, Lakers size isn't their issue. That's one of their strengths. And so I think just traditionally, and then, of course, Gallinari, you know, I think the Gallinari-Kuzma matchup could really be an interesting one. 
uh, just in terms of how they match up overall, but in terms of their production as well. You know, I think the Lakers look at and just feel a little bit more confident there. The Thunder's bench is sort of a question mark. They do have players who are capable of contributing. Obviously, Schroeder was, you know, sixth man of the year con- in, in contention for that award. So they have him and they do have some depth. But at the same time, I think the Lakers would, would view themselves internally as more of a favorite than perhaps they would against the Rockets. Now, of course, LeBron's not going to be sheepish and not have confidence against anyone, AD and the rest of that roster as well. But I just think if you can avoid James Harden and you can avoid Russell Westbrook and you can avoid the streaky shooting that that team brings to the table, all it takes is Robert Covington, Eric Gordon to have one of those games where you roll your eyes and go, not again. Ben McLemore is having a resurgent year for them for crying out loud. So I really think you sit here and you look at the, at the Rockets and you say, it's a team I would really prefer to avoid. Although to be fair and to give credit to the Lakers where credit is due at the same time, you know, you, you looked at Portland and said, man, of any of those teams playing for that eight spot, I really hope the Blazers don't get it. But they wound up getting it. They might have exhausted themselves in the process. Obviously, Dane's injury a huge uh, killer for them and their season ends at the hands of the Lakers. So I think the Lakers will rise up to the challenge regardless. You know, I do, before we go any further, I do want to take a minute just to recognize if you're not already following us on social media, what the hell are you doing? Make sure you fix that. You got to jump on the Twitter at HoopBallLakers and you can follow me at Ethan underscore Noroff, N-O-R-O-F, just the single F there. And of course, my co-host, JC DeLeon, who is usually on with me, but as mentioned, riding solo today, you can follow him on Twitter as well at JC Dalyon one. And if you're a fan of the Lakers and or any other teams, or you guys know that your best friends, a Clippers fan or what it might be, make sure you check out all the hoop ball Lakers pods. We got them for all the teams across the bubble. You already know that there's coverage more than you can potentially even consume, but we want to make sure it's at your fingertips. So that's what we do here. Make sure you check us out across all those platforms. And if you never want to miss anything, you follow at HoopBallTweets, at HoopBallFantasy on Twitter. HoopBallTweets is more of the news. HoopBallFantasy is more of the fantasy news and analysis for you. And of course, we got pods and shows around fantasy content as well. If I'm the Lakers, you know, I think things that you look back at this first round series and you think about that went well, so to speak, you say, okay, you know, LeBron had one stinker, but after that, he turned more into playoff LeBron. I think you really wanted to see that in the first round. Obviously good to see. And, uh, you know, given especially what's been on his plate, just in terms of, you know, social justice and assuming a leadership role and being vocal and, you know, sort of being uh, contained, self-contained in the bubble up until they just let family in, you know, it's, it takes a tremendous amount of discipline. So it was nice to be able to see LeBron engage in that role and, and look like his more familiar self. I think you look at AD's performance in the playoffs and go, well, this isn't a guy I was worried about before, but now nobody should be worried about him in terms of what he might do in the postseason. I know we've only seen limited spurt of him in terms of production and you know what he can do. So now that we're moving on to the second round, if we get this version of Anthony Davis once again, which he's given us no reason to think that we shouldn't, then I think the Lakers are going to be, you know, happy with the results. Obviously he's been nothing short of dominant. I mean, he's been absolutely brilliant on the offensive end. And in particular, he's been really nice from the mid range. And more recently he's been able to knock it down from three. So that's been a a welcome sight. It's not just all inside for him. Although I think the Lakers should uh, be prepared to utilize him more inside, especially as these playoffs move forward. And I think you also look if you're the Lakers and say, you know, what what can we take uh, away from the first round in terms of being a positive? 
I think, you know, you, you found some production that you knew you had, but wasn't wasn't always as obvious to everybody, maybe, with Alex Caruso stepping up and, and assuming that, that larger role, whether it was with Danny Green struggling for most of that first round series or KCP being a little inconsistent, obviously Rajon Rondo, although his, his thumb is, is good to go, his back has now been giving him issues. So, you know, we'll see what his status is in the second round uh, when it comes time for the games to start on Friday. But I think Alex Caruso has been a really nice you know, I don't even want to say bright spot because he's been shining all season long. But just again, one of those players that I mean, you 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 see now that on on some nights he's the first guy off the bench, and so you know it's not even a knock against Kuzma at this point. It's just more of the reality of how important Alex Caruso is to this team. So it's it's kind of crazy to say that on a team that has LeBron and Anthony Davis, obviously. But Alex Russo has really stepped up and, f- and fulfilled a role all season long, regardless of what's been asked of him. And obviously with Avery Bradley out of the lineup and not returning because he opted not to play in the bubble, you know, Caruso's ability to really uh, contest defensively and provide that effort, it's really important because the Lakers are going to be without their best perimeter defender. You know, and, and, and as I talk about Caruso and bring up Green and KCP, you know, those are two guys who just have to be better, uh, especially Danny Green. I mean, I, I hate to bring salaries into the mix, but, you know, just like anybody in a line of work, when you're getting paid a certain amount of money, you know, you expect a certain amount of production, at least in theory. And so, you know, it's not like Danny Green's not trying. He's still been very good on the defensive end. He's he, The effort is there. His shots just aren't dropping. And I'm sure he'd be the first one to tell you that. And I'm not going to sit here and say it's easy or, you know, you should be knocking down these shots in your sleep. Because as Paul George said, and, and this is, you know, something I wanted to get to, so we all get to it now. You know, as Paul George said, sometimes, you know, you're just in your own head a little bit. And I thought what Paul, what Paul George said after he had his quote-unquote breakout game, you know, was really important. And it's important for anyone who, who needed to hear that, you know, because regardless of how much money you have, how much fame you have to your name or your circumstances are, you know, sometimes uh, it, do, it doesn't matter what your material provisions are. It only matters what's going on in your headspace. And if your headspace isn't right, you know, you just, you just don't feel right. And, you know, I thought it was really excellent of Paul George to speak up on that topic. I know, obviously, Kevin Love and others have in the past in terms of mental health and awareness. And, you know, something that I'm particularly passionate about and just, you know, for anecdotally about me, you know, as we've uh, sort of launched this school year here. And for anyone who's listening who doesn't know, I'm a high school admin. So, you know, I work with high school kids and, you know, obviously we've been on distance learning since March with the pandemic and everything that's going on for schools. But as we've launched the school year, you know, some of the things that you know, our students or staff or, you know, any stakeholder, parents, et cetera, are fighting is this idea of fatigue of being on the screen. And, you know, usually at the start of a school year is a time for celebration, a lot of jovial activities, reconnecting with friends, et cetera. And it's just, it's it's a tough place to be right now, especially for kids, you know, who, who thrive off those social interactions for extroverts of any type. So, you know, literally being, being you know, not uh, locked up in your own mind, literally, but feeling like you're locked up in your own mind or you can't, you know, kind of engage in those activities that you want to do. And especially in Paul George's case, you know, or any NBA player who's still playing in the bubble, you know, it's a very isolated environment. So it can be a real challenge. And I think it's important to recognize those things. And, you know, sometimes I always say, sometimes we got to take a step back to take a step forward. I tell my students and, you know, more recently in, in an effort to, you know, put, put into practice what I preach, you know, rather than saying, you know, I didn't do anything today, I just say, look, I, I focused on myself today and put that energy back into me. So, you know, I think there's something to be said for that and something that we all should be mindful of, especially as we, uh, you know, try to navigate the ins and outs and day to days of our own lives. But also, you know, for anyone who's ever engaged in a character judgment or tried to just assume that 
something was that that wasn't when it comes to somebody else, whether a, a public athlete or anyone who's in the public spotlight. Right. So I guess that's just my two cents on the topic. And, you know, I think for the Lakers, I don't think they have, you know, I'm not sitting here saying that Danny Green is in a certain headspace or, you know, any other player might be, but I think it's just worth considering in the overall context that like, you just really never know what a guy's got going on or, you know, what somebody's got going on in their life. And we all sort of fight those different challenges. And sometimes, you know, for people who prefer to fight in silence, you know, these guys in this case with the NBA, they don't have a, they don't have a choice, but because they perform publicly. So I just think it's, it's really worth consideration and, you know, right now, I think the NBA is, is a really special place. And, you know, everything that, that the league and, and its and its players in particular have done to not only advocate for, but create change in, so, in, the, in, the, in the name of social justice, it's going to be a continual work in progress. And, you know, we're far from done. This is really just the start of a conversation that's been, you know, talked about and talked around for a long time. But I think this is just the beginning in terms of really seeing, you know, a push for equity and equality. And it's and I enjoy seeing, you know, the players kind of say, look, like we're playing right now, but we need to see some real action. Otherwise, it's, it's, it's going to be, you know, a similar situation. And I think it's important to remember that, you know, we we have we have voices and we have to use them. So I know that's a bit a little bit on the tangential side of the actual basketball games being played, but just with the general landscape of our society and, you know, everything going on in the world, I felt that was an important few minutes to take right there. So if I'm the Lakers, you know, obviously I want Danny Green to play better. I want KCP to play better. I want, you know, I want Morris to play better. I I thought his aggression was good. I thought Keith was definitely aggressive. But, you know, I I want him to be a little bit more consistent in terms of his shot making. I want, you know, him to be a little bit more active on the boards. I thought Kuzma's defense uh, started to really, you know, that's something that wasn't a a strength. And I don't know that it'll ever be a strength for him. But I thought the effort was a lot better um, than what we might have seen from him in the past. And so I'd like to see more of that. I'd like to see more consistency on the offensive end for Kyle. But, you know, it's going to be tough for Kyle because in his case, you know, it's he, I don't think he's still adjusted to the inconsistency that's going to be within his role on any given night. It's, it's tough to be consistent, uh, uh, expect consistency with inconsistency. And I know that's sort of a weird statement, but I think you get what I mean. So. You know, I, I don't bank on Kuzma for offense, but I do bank on him for effort, and this team banks on him for effort. So I think the Lakers have to be really mindful of that. And I just think the Lakers are going to need that third guy to sort of step up on, on a on a game-by-game basis, you know, whether it's Danny Green and KCP combining for 25 points or, you know, Crusoe having 10 and Danny Green having 10 and KCP having 10. Like, they just – they need that, that third guy's production. So it doesn't really matter if it's, you know – three guys or one guy at this point, if if it's working within the flow of the offense, they just need the equivalency of that production because LeBron and Anthony Davis could score 80 points, but if if they score two thirds of the points and Lakers still lose, you know, by five, it's, it's not going to do a damn thing. And, you know, defensively, I just think the Lakers, you know, they did a pretty good job against Portland uh, overall in that series. And that was a tough team to slow down because they'd come in hot really. I mean, they've, they've had a good offense for most of the season and on top of that, they've obviously played ex- exceedingly well, you know, while in the bubble. So I give the Lakers credit for holding them down defensively. And that same defensive effort is going to have to continue to apply. And that's that's really what, what makes a good defense good consistently is a level of effort because you're always going to have different levels of, of execution in terms of offense. And that's that's a variable you can partially control, but you can't uh, 100% control. Sometimes the guy's just red hot. Sometimes the guy's just ice cold uh, when it comes to the opposition's production. 
but you can control effort and you can control execution on that end of the floor in terms of being in the right spots, making the right rotations, making the switch or not in certain situations. And I think that's what the Lakers should be most mindful of as they move forward is just the, the consistency and the effort. And I think that's where Anthony Davis has really proven himself to be an even larger leader than he was, you know, maybe prior in some people's eyes with this first round is the level of effort that he's put forth. Uh, and the level of intensity that he's playing with. It inspires guys around you when you have your best players giving that level of effort. And the same thing, you know, goes of LeBron. So I just think it's 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 good mojo for the Lakers and we want to keep it going, right? That's why we're here to talk about the Lakers. And speaking of good mojo, if you want to keep it going, then you already know what you got to do, which you got to team up with Manscaped like we have here at Hoopball Lakers. And you got to run over to manscaped.com because... If you do not have this new trimmer, it is for you, okay? you They they perfect it. This engineering team, they might as well work for NASA because it's the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created with the Lawnmower 3.0. This thing keeps your junk fresh, frisky, and ready for action. And as somebody who's just finalized his own divorce, I tell you, this is an investment that's going to be very important to my future. I'll put myself on blast just like that. So at the end of the day, you got to go over to manscaped.com with the code HOOPBALL20 and you get 20% off plus free shipping. Easy money deal when it comes to Manscaped and HOOPBALL. I, I, I don't think there is a downside to making sure that you're good to go because then if you got to worry about being good to go, you don't go, you don't got to worry about it, right? Manscaped keeps you right, guys. I don't know any, any single man who is not an active user of Manscaped at this point. But if you fall in that category, you already know what you got to do. So let's get it done. All right. And so for the Lakers, obviously the Lakers will know. Okay. The Lakers absolutely will know by tomorrow evening who they're going to be playing, whether it's the Rockets or whether it's the Thunder. And the Lakers do know that they will be playing on Friday. And this is great. I mean, this is this is a great opportunity for the Lakers to not only enjoy some basketball, you know, as a team and, and kind of scout their opposition, but it's also a great time for the Lakers because this is an opportunity that allows them to really rest a little bit, have a little bit more of a downtime than some of these other teams do in the bubble that are going game to game on a day-by-day basis. And this allows them to, you know, not to say any injuries are going to heal in a matter of days, but get the additional treatment, get the additional weight work, get the additional time to clear the mind and make sure that they're feeling good and refreshed and ready to go. So I think it's beneficial to the Lakers. And of course, whenever you take care of business in an efficient way, it's always going to impact the bottom line in positive fashion. I know we're getting out of here sort of early today, 21 minutes for listening pleasure on your ear, but we're going to be back with another episode before the second round begins so we can really break down matchups once we have a designated outcome in terms of who the Lakers are playing. We had to hit you guys with some fresh content in the interim to keep you satisfied. So until next time, I'm Ethan. Hit me on Twitter at Ethan underscore Noroff. You can follow the show on Twitter at HoopBallLakers, and I'll talk to you soon because we out. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.